Well, welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, my website, journeyofpossibilities.com, and now the best of the best on YouTube at YouTube slash Cheryl Sitz. It's Cheryl Sitz back with yet another interesting, inspiring, informational guest for you this week. And we'll get right on with that. Look, if you're getting some value from the shows, we would love it if you'd show us some love and support. You can do that at journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. Speaking of support, this podcast and my website are all down to the wisdom and just brilliance of tech life shaman Mario Rosales. So he can tell you how he can help you too. Tell us, Mario. Well, thanks, Cheryl. One of the things that I can help with, when you have a website, you know what you want. You want where that graphic is or you know what text you want to update. That's one of the parts that I can help you with. How many times has a web developer given you a a high bill for something that you think is pretty easy? I have various type of programs and I am very flexible in working with how to create a program that works for you. For example, I can do the work for you. That's one. But really, I love empowering you as the user because I know you know what you like. I can show you how to do that modification on that website. And we can have even a hybrid program where I can show you or some of them you give them to me. And we have a monthly fee on those. So there's a lot of different ways. Yes, I can do the hourly. I can do the monthly package where I do everything for you. But don't you want to be the one in control of your website? Those are the kind of things I can provide you, solutions that empower you. Find out more about them on MarioRosales.net or TechLifeBalance.net. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, The Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide. We are looking for sponsors and advertisers for 2019. Are you ready to reach more people and make a bigger difference? We could be talking about you right now. Contact me, journeyofpossibilities.com. And now for today's guest. David Strickle began receiving what he calls downloads of thought from a group of non-physical entities as far back as 1982 at the age of 14. Later named The Stream, this group compromises the core of source energy. Now, people around the world have had their lives changed for the better by The Stream's teachings, which David shares in his bestseller, The Stream, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life, as well as on his radio show, The Stream of David, in workshops, classes, and retreats, and even a mobile app of guided meditations, I love this name, Streamscapes. His website is thestreamofdavid.com, and I'm so excited he's joining us today. Welcome, David. Thank you, Cheryl. It's great to be here. It is so good to have you on the show. What a great topic to start the year with. Why not step into more abundance than ever before? And that's the kind of thing you can help us with, right? 
Absolutely. That's what I do all day, every day and love it. I, I really was fascinated. First, I ha- we have some mutual friends, so I kind of got connected in with you through following social media, and I listened to a couple of your shows, and that led me to your website, and I really dug into your story, and I think it's interesting how you came from a very underprivileged childhood economically, and yet you had this wisdom so young. How did that come through for you? You know, my first solid recollection is that that story that uh, you just read from the little blurb about 1982 when I was 14 years old, living in, you know, really a, a rundown apartment with my very disconnected mother. My brother and I were sort of left to our own devices. And the interesting thing was, is that we were very poor. We were in a minimum wage household. We were eating cans of beans for dinner sometimes, things like that. But our sort of extended family were upper middle class. And so we were surrounded by people who had brand new cars and great clothes and went on vacations, had all the things we couldn't have, including my half sister. So everything was sort of just out of reach, but we saw that side of life. And I had had interesting things coming to me my whole life up until that point, but I thought everybody did. I thought everybody had this message that you can have anything you want, you can be anyone you want to be. And that was not coming from my parents. They were very opposite of that message. They were very much, you know, you're going to amount to nothing. Your life is uh, not going to be a whole lot. You're not very smart. You're not very this. You're not very that. Very negative situation. But I had contradictory information coming to me from somewhere, and I thought it was just normal. So I never really bought into what they were telling me. And at this point at 14, I remember just getting this really clear download that all I needed to do was mentally place myself in the position that I wanted to be in, regardless of my household income or my parents. And I would have it come to me. It would materialize. And sure enough, it did. By the time I was in high school, I was driving a brand new car. I was wearing the nicest, you know, this was the 80s, the preppy clothes, you know, the polo and all that of the day, running around with the richest kids in town. My friends drove BMWs and wore Rolex watches to high school. And, you know, when you grow up as a poor child, you think money and things are the answer to everything. So I set about using what was coming to me to manifest money and things. And it worked for many, many years. Wow. That's that's a huge shift. And I'm surprised you didn't have everybody coming to you already then going, how are you doing this? I want to do what you're doing. Can you teach me? (laughs) I did have some of that. I just had a lot of people, though, just thought I was a rich kid, that I was some trust fund kid, you know, and, and I wasn't real public about where we lived, but some it was a small town people knew. But I just sort of worked around it and I just manifested, you know, thing after thing after thing. I was not a good student. I was dyslexic. So I really didn't get past the 10th grade. And I took the GED and got out of high school. And when I graduated high school, I started a real estate development company. Wow. From a poor family. But I was able to carry myself and walk into these situations and get investors and things like that on board at, you know, 18, 19 years old because I believed that I could. It was incredible what I accomplished at such a young age with no education, no connections, no trust fund, nothing. Uh, and, And so it was a very interesting experience very early in life. But of course, my life progressed forward. I flash forward to age 40. And I had manifested money and things for sure. I was living in the million dollar beautiful home and driving the Mercedes and wearing custom made suits and Gucci loafers and traveling to Europe and doing all the material things. But I realized that that wasn't all of it. So I'm not one of these people that's going to come on somebody's show and say, I'm going to tell you how to get rich quick because that's everything because it's not. When I was 40, I had all of the stuff. I'd used the downloads that were coming to me to manifest things and money. 
I really ignored my spirituality. I was sort of just using all of this positive stuff to feed my ego and it worked, but I wasn't spiritually connected the way I could have been, the, the spiritual connection that was calling on me. I wasn't happy in the job that I had. I, you know, I manifested money in the way that I thought was the path. I was miserable. I was 100 pounds overweight. I had major back pain. So I was sort of not really using everything that was available to me. And that was a big turning point in my life when I learned to start using it on all fronts and really started to explore and understand what was coming to me, that it wasn't what everybody else was getting and that I could use it to be a truly happy, connected person. And it certainly the stuff was nice, but it wasn't about the stuff. It was about the spiritual connection, good health being surrounded by great people, having wonderful experiences, you know, having those serendipitous moments. And then now in my life, the things and the money rank below all of that. Now I know exactly why I was guided to have you on the show, because I do feel like with this awakening that we are having as a mass consciousness, we're, we're all getting access to more information than we've known how to access before. But with that also comes a responsibility to not just start going crazy and manifesting more and more stuff, that there also needs to be some balance going on here. And you've just tapped into my biggest thing, which is abundance means a whole lot more than how many figures you've got in your bank account. Absolutely. Yeah. I talk about, I use the term true abundance a lot and you know, if I start talking to somebody and they only want money, I will guide them to to go much deeper than that because I, I have had a lot of money and I've had a lot of things and, and that that financial abundance still flows, but it's it's just not as important as it used to be. My spiritual connection, my happiness, my friends, all of that stuff is so much more satisfying. Absolutely. And keeping that balance must be interesting. Is that part of the work that you do is to stay in that centered place? We talk, in fact, I just, you know, I have a uh, podcast as well called The Stream of David, and I just did an episode about balancing the ego consciousness and the soul consciousness. And a lot of people, when they sort of discover spirituality, if you will, start saying things like, I'm going to release my ego, or I don't have an ego anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> they, there, there seems to be an idea floating around out there that ego is a bad thing. Ego out of control absolutely is a bad thing. But our ego is what drives us through this, this life and allows us to have this amazing human experience that we obviously intended to come here and have, drowning out a lot of our soul consciousness to have it. Because we wanted to come here and have this experience of contrast and be human and sort of, I believe, our journey is to find our paths to this balance. Yes. Not to just be spiritual and meditate all day and just be connected to source that we can have and do and be what we want and enjoy it in a physical way. But, but the balance of the spiritual consciousness and the ego consciousness is what the stream really is all about. And, and I'm very much in alignment with that, obviously. That's fabulous. Yes, I love everything that you're saying. And I, I'm definitely going to go check out that show. So can you tell us a little bit for those of us that, you know, we, we're probably mostly familiar with the law of attraction, which I'm sure you probably hadn't even heard of at 14 when you started to live this yourself. Yeah, I thought I invented it. <laughs> I, I thought it was my little invention that, I, hey, I'm going to think this stuff and it's going to come. And I, I kind of kept it my secret really until, uh, well, the, the, my first recollection with the name law of attraction came when I met with a psychic years ago when I was about 35. And I was trying to make sense of what was coming to me. And she was telling me that I had this ability to, to channel and share this message. 
and that I really needed to uh, read and, and, and follow Abraham. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds like the Old Testament of the Bible. I'm not really into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I really ignored that advice. And then flash forward years later, and this was right around the time the book The Secret came out. And of course, everybody was then talking about the law of attraction, even though Abraham had been you know, speaking of that for years. And I had this incredible experience where somebody guided me back to Abraham yet again, years later. And I was driving home from work that night and they'd given me all of these CDs to listen to. And I really didn't intend to listen to them. I was just being polite, taking them. And I uh, stopped at a light turning into my neighborhood and there was this black Range Rover in front of me and the license plate said Abraham. Oh, wow. So I took that as a very clear sign that I needed to go and, and listen to these CDs. And I will tell you, Cheryl, it was amazing. I had never heard of channeling other than, you know, this psychic telling me that I had that ability. And I, I'll be very honest that when she told me that, I just thought, okay, I don't want to be one of those weird spiritual people <laughs> that, you know, I'm behind a curtain with a crystal ball and Berkeley. I was a corporate guy. I was right. sort of happy at that point being a corporate guy. And I thought, no, 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 I want, you know, I'm coming to you. I think this, this psychic thing is cool. I believe in it. I know stuff is coming to me that's beyond this realm that's valuable but I just was using it on a very selfish level at that point and did not want to share it. So the idea of channeling did not appeal to me and I didn't even really get what it was. When I listened to the CDs, it resonated with me on a level that I can't even describe. I I realized, wow, this is what I'm getting. What Esther Hicks is getting is what I'm getting. And it's so powerful. And it was just such an immediate connection that I started meditating. And shortly after that, I had a Kundalini awakening, what a lot of people refer to as this awakening experience where this energy woke up in my body and has been thriving and and expanding ever since. It's incredible now because I'm buzzing most of the time now with it. But, you know, it certainly has progressed to me being able to share my own version of that source message via what I call the stream rather than naming it, you know, Abraham or something else. I really, I asked for a name And their response was, we really don't have a name. We are non-physical energy. We are eternal. We are not human. You're trying to humanize us. They they sort of a call it what you call us what you want. That's where the stream came in. And, And I love calling it the stream because that's really what it is. It's a stream of consciousness that flows through me. Absolutely. Well, you had actually offered to channel some of that on the show today. Would this be a good time? Could we do some of that and then possibly discuss if any questions come up? Certainly. Certainly. Wonderful. So I'll take a quick break and then I will bring in the stream. Thank you. We are here. Are you hearing our message? Yes. Welcome. We are here. Firstly, to share that we are very grateful for this opportunity to communicate with perhaps a new audience, an audience that is indeed vibrationally matched to our words, or you would not be hearing them. We are here to share that we are offering guidance, but not judgment. We are not here to assign rules or a path to your lives. We are here via David's sharing, via his alignment and his intentionality to share a very pure message from the core of that which you call source. 
the source of all creation that runs through and to each and every one of you. You are all part of this. You are all part of us. Our intentionality in sharing is to guide those who are aligned with seeking joy, with seeking clarity, and with seeking abundance. You are, as humanity, and you are all well aware of this, collectively ascending to a higher vibration. So much so that you are shedding the need for established institutions that once control your lives. We are speaking, of course, of your governments and your religions, which you are noting are crumbling beneath your feet as we speak. They are doing so because you collectively are coming together as humans like you have never come together before. You are communicating more freely. And in this global communication, your collective consciousness is coming together like never before. And this is causing the ascension to a higher vibration. And in this ascension, you are coming to understand collectively that you no longer need the society building tools that absolutely serve to advance humanity, but stifled and controlled humanity for a long period of time in your time. You are understanding now in a very short period of time that you create your own realities, that that which you call law of attraction is real, that you are attracting everything into your reality, and our message, our desire, is to take that train of thought, that which you may call new age thought, to the next evolutionary level, that which we are labeling next age thought. Thought where you understand that indeed you do create your own collective realities, your own individual realities, but that you are also very much impacted by the law of polarity and that this is absolutely by universal design that from your soul consciousness point of view the wholeness of who you are the eternal part of you that you have some level of awareness of but not full awareness of while you're human but from that perspective you chose to project yourselves into a physically manifested human experience where you acquired an ego and that ego overshadowed by design your eternal consciousness, the larger part of it, so that you may come and have a human experience, a human experience of both positive and negative, that which you may consider contrast. Understanding that this physical realm, this physical world that you are currently experiencing has many things that you may discern your preference toward desiring. And you set about attempting to find your paths towards your preferences. And when you are up your virtual vibrational spiral, up in positive emotion, positive vibration, positive point of attraction, you are up there attracting the things that you desire. 
but polarity will always have an impact on you. As long as you are physically manifested, you are impacted by polarity, and that polarity will inevitably drag you down your spiral. This is why some days you feel good and some days you feel bad. Because you came intending a contrasting experience of both positive and negative. For you exist in pure positive in your completed state when you are not physically focused. There are no obstacles in that state. There are only your preferences manifest. And that state is joyous indeed. Yet it provides no contrast, therefore it provides no expansion. So you come here for the expansion. You come here for the contrast. And those of you who place yourselves in a great deal of contrast, in the paths of a great deal of contrast, via your parents, your nationality, your religion, your health, did so intentionally, understanding that that contrast overcome would provide great expansion for you as a human being and for you as a soul consciousness. And more importantly, your soul consciousness as part of source, the expansion of, contributes to our expansion and the expansion of the universe as a whole. So our message is perhaps a bit of an evolution for many, bringing you to the point of understanding why you always have a mix of positive and negative, how you can better control your vibration. And we are here to tell you that it's not all about controlling what you are receiving materially. Your material possessions, your wealth, your flow of things are fine. There is absolutely no judgment around that whatsoever. But in your up the spiral state and you're working yourselves up more and more, higher and higher, you're becoming more and more connected to your own streams, more and more connected to us. And in that connection, you receive clarity. You receive joy. You learn to be joyous regardless of your circumstances. You come into full clarity of the perfection of your world, understanding both the positive and the negative, and reaching a state where that which you now perhaps consider negative no longer impacts you the way it may right now. It is a joyous existence indeed, an existence of clarity, an existence of source connection. It is the peace and the joy and the love that you all truly seek. And we are here to share that the bonus to all of that is that when you reach that state of allowing and no longer care about the material things, the material things tend to flow with ease. That is our message, and we are happy to answer any questions. Thank you for that message. That was beautiful. Our human tendency is to orient ourselves always toward the positive. Is there anything negative about that? <laughs> or, orienting yourselves toward the positive. There, there is certainly nothing wrong with that. We only guide you to, for lack of a better term, clean up the negative in your past and clean up the negative in your present. We guide all of you to revisit 
what we label your transgressors, anything that you look upon that is negative, that you cannot be in full appreciation of, we guide you to go back and revisit those topics from high on your spiral, from your positive point of view, shifting your perspective to one that is of appreciation for the contrast that those people, circumstances, and events provided for you and the gifts that it truly was or is. That is the only negative that we guide you toward is cleaning it up. Thank you. Some believe that they are here on a tract of poverty because that's their sole contract. That's what they signed up for. That's something that they are here to live in and experience and grow from. And so they don't believe they can get out of that. Is it only their belief that's limiting them or is that actually a reality? There is a saying in your realm that contracts are meant to be broken. And we stand by that very much. Your only sole contract was the, 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 the situation that you project yourselves into. But that does not mean that you are forever bound to that contract. You came here projecting yourselves into your point of entry, understanding that you could be anything from a stillborn or aborted fetus to the next great leader of your world. And from that point of entry to human existence, you absolutely will experience some level of contrast if only the generational differences between yourselves and your parents and the contrast that that naturally provides. But if you are born into illness, if you are born into poverty, there is no contract that is binding you there. In fact, it, it is very obvious with all of the evidence around you that there is no contract or assertion from us binding you there. Your soul consciousness intended to move beyond that, not be stuck in it. That is the journey of incarnation for that soul. Absolutely. Whatever you project yourselves into, you also have the ability to project yourselves beyond to discern new preferences and manifest them. That's what this human life experience is all about. Not coming and being bound to something for punishment for what happened in a different realm or lifetime. That, that is inaccurate indeed. Thank you for that. Can you provide any insight as to helping us balance our journey of the material and the spiritual and the physical and the emotional? Because it seems very easy to get out of balance. And indeed, that seems more the norm to be out of balance. We have delivered a spiritual practice that is available to all that we, with David's intentionality, have named Taya. Taya is simple. It stands for trusting your abundance, T-Y-A. It all comes down to trust. But your ability to trust comes down to your daily practice of showing gratitude for your transgressors, connecting with your own personal stream, your connection to us via meditation, quieting your mind, appreciating everything that you are and everything that you have, loving yourselves and setting your positive intention 
toward what you want to occur in your life and in your day, segment by segment, and making this an habitual spiritual practice that you practice every day. And that daily spiritual practice with those four pillars will guide you all to your own abundance, to your connection, to your clarity, to your joy, setting your intention to be joyous even while running errands, while sitting in traffic. And if you become habitual doing this day by day, pretty soon you realize that you are living a very joyous, very abundant existence. Your stress fades away. Your fear falls away. Your illnesses clear up. Your chronic pain abates. Money indeed begins to flow. But we guide you to focus on the spiritual practice. We guide you to make your intent, your work, being up your spiral while being a human being. And when you do that, everything else flows. It's not about looking for your desires. It is not about sitting and hammering them into place via meditation. It is about making your work every day, being as high up your spiral, up in positive vibration as possible. Understanding that polarity will impact you and some days you're going to start out lower than others. But you have the ability, each and every one of you possess the ability to work your way up that virtual vibrational spiral. And there is great benefit at the top of your spiral. Thank you for this beautiful message. I don't have any other questions that come to me right now, Mario. No. Do you have a parting thought you'd like to leave us with through David? Once again, we are very pleased for the opportunity to connect with those who are matched to our message. We understand that there are many teachers out there and that you are all discerning your preferences. Our intention with all of this is to guide you to a joyous existence of clarity and abundance. And the practice that we have delivered is all about assisting humanity in ascending to yet a higher vibration where you understand that your world is perfection as it is and that your lives, your personal existences can be absolutely joyous regardless of where you have come from or where you are standing today. That is all we have. That was uh, a quick exit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Sometimes they're very efficient. I always could feel very buzzy when they had a, a good, positive, powerful message. It's always positive, but sometimes more powerful than others. And I think the reach of your show really brought forth something amazing. So I can't wait to go back and or, or hear it on your show. Oh, spectacular. It was really a good message. So thank you so much. And David, thank you, because I know that this is a huge gift that you give as well. And I'm glad that it brings you joy to do so because you really help a lot of us to access that information that have not learned yet fully how to do that for ourselves. So thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. I always love the opportunity to do this anywhere and everywhere. So it's just an amazing feeling to be able to. It's draining indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just I, I just feel so charged afterwards and, and love the the clarity that it brings to people and the the transition that it brings uh, to people that are perhaps I, I have people that I've worked with that have been 
you know, in, in different spiritual modalities for 30 years that are really getting great benefit from the stream's message. So I just really enjoy any opportunity to share it. So I certainly appreciate it. It's very powerful, very potent. So thank you for sharing it on the show, especially. And I asked the stream for a parting thought. So now I will ask David if you have a parting thought you'd like to leave us with. Well, my parting thought is is that my intention with all of this is, is to share it and help everyone who really wants to advance their connection to source, understanding that we are all connected and that we all have source running through us and to us. And anyone that wants to share a message similar to this, I'm sure it's available to everyone. It certainly took me some work to get to where I can do it the way I do today, but there's nothing more satisfying than sharing this and seeing the great transformation that this message helps people achieve. And, and of course, the, the healing, the transformation, the abundance, all of, all of the things, we have the power. And the people that are, are listening to the stream, the stream is guiding us all to our own personal power. And that's the magic in all of this. It's in all of us. That is the magic in all of this. David Strickle, thank you so much. They can learn all about your workshops and your classes. They can find your radio show. They can find Taya and your guided meditations on Streamscapes all on your website, thestreamofdavid.com, right? That's it. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today. And listener, thank you for being with us. What did you think? Was that powerful or what? I'd love to hear what you thought and we'd love your support. So reach out to us through journeyofpossibilities.com. I am Cheryl Sitz and we'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.